Welcome to the Lay of the Land podcast with Dane Kennedy. I feel like I'm talking to myself over here. Stel Panayides. You, is your watch the Strava? <laughs> and Steve O'Callaghan. Can I make some valid points here? <laughs> right, this is what happened. Welcome to the Lay of the Land podcast, episode nine. It's been a funny week as we were just discussing in the pre-call. Stel, how are you going this week? I'm going well, thanks, Dane. Uh, it's Friday today, the day of recording. I'm, I think I'm back on track with uh, knowing what day it is this week. How are you doing? Yeah, just to clarify um, that that confusion for the audio listeners, Steve, what uh, caused Stel to say that uh, he thinks he's back on track in terms of the days of the week now? Well, we got a message from Stel on Wednesday morning. It was a bit of a... Was it Wednesday morning? <laughs> now you're confused. Now you've confused me. Okay, it was Thursday morning and Stella's message through having a bit of a Wednesday whinge and I've written back, isn't it Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's That's always going to... <laughs> Thursdays are always going to seem like so far away from the weekend, especially when you think it's a Wednesday. Yeah. So what have you boys been keeping to do to stay entertained this week, seeing as our um, favourite documentary series, The Last Dance, is finished? Last Dance is finished and it is, it's actually sad. I don't know what to do with myself, but Stel got us <laughs> onto an amazing show, Money Heist. It's been fantastic. I have to say I've had a few binge sessions myself. I know you guys have had as well. But in the show, they've got some incredible names for the characters and great show. I'm up to halfway through part two or season two, whatever you call it. I think you guys are a fair bit ahead of me, but um, still, it's been it's been a great show to watch. So thanks for getting us onto it. And, no worries. Um, yeah, shout yeah. out to my sister, Christy. She got me onto it and uh, I'm glad one of my suggestions was able to come through. Can I just ask, what does a binge sesh look like? like for you guys what constitutes a binge is it post is it over two episodes in one sitting well i was just going to clarify with steve that the binge session had anything to do with watching money heist or if he'd gone down to the local dan murphy's and purchased a slab of canadian clubs and had a binge sesh so yeah, binge sesh and then watch money just heist. clarify steve i reckon binge what's a bit for netflix episodes it's got to be could be three or more, doesn't it? I think that's. I think two. You can get through two in a night, but I think three or more. That's got to be classified as a binge, doesn't it? What, what about you, Dane? How many is for you? Yeah, I agree. I think three or more is a binge. And you messaged the other day saying I watched four episodes. I think that was fr- last Friday night. Yeah. Um. So that's a good effort. I think I did four episodes a few nights prior to that. So I'd say three or more. How about you, Stel? What what constitutes a binge session for you? Well, I'm just looking up what the definition of binge drinking is, and it's the <laughs> consumption of an excessive amount of alcohol in a short period of time. So I suppose if you put that lens on it, yeah, I've binged on Netflix many times. Can I just say, that's a very subjective measure, an excessive 100%. amount of drinking over 100%. a certain amount of time. That tells you not how many drinks or over how much time. That's almost as subjective as Steve telling you the weather. Um, <laughs> what, what, how would you say the weather's been today, Steve? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> New, good. And can we put a number on that? No, we can't put numbers on, on weather. Just, just adjectives, I think. It, 
Yeah, I think just what adjectives. <laughs> yeah, mild, beautiful, sunny. Chilly. And chilly. chilly. Lovely. Yeah, I think they're the just the ways you should describe weather. Um, yeah. You were saying that the weather's pretty good at the moment, Dane, for your walks. I am loving getting out there. I've been getting out for two or three walks at the moment along the creek trail, which runs along the end of my street. And just watching the sun come through in the morning, you're reflecting off the dew on the ground, hearing the birds in the in the trees. I just, I've actually been stopping in the breaks in the in the path where the sunshine's coming through and just standing there to absorb some of the warmth. So I'm, I'm really enjoying getting out there. There's nothing That's better amazing. than some sun on the skin. Nothing That's better amazing. in the world. And no, I'm glad you went into the walks there, Dane, because I was worried we were heading down the same path as last week and starting to chat about the weather. It was high, <laughs> it was high quality conversation. Um, it it was on it was on parallel with um, Jane Bunn's weather report. So we know <laughs> Jane, we know Steve uh, is a fan of Jane Bunn. So I think that's the avenue he was going down. I'm a big lover of Jane, Jane Bunn, but it was great to have Andy on last week to uh, to dissect the last episode of the Last Dance and and chat about LA lifestyle. So we'll have to get him back on soon. I just I just wanted to. This popped into my mind during the week. Shared a story of the first time I actually met our good friend Andy. Yeah. Um, we, we went to primary schools in a similar area. We went to Donvale Primary, you and I, Steve, and Andy actually went to Doncaster Primary. And the first meeting we had was at the uh, primary school round robin day, which was held at oh. Donvale Primary, our school, and we were playing basketball against each other. So, and Andy was, you know, we were saying, we mentioned last week, Andy's a small guy, you know, but he, he, he's got a big, we'll, put, we'll say ego on the basketball court. <laughs> He is. He has a reputation of, of, a, of a quite a quite a good basketball player. So I remember we had we exchanged a few words back in the day. I think we were in grade five or six. Um, so that was the first meeting. It wasn't it wasn't a great meeting. Uh, and then the next week, I rocked up at the basketball tryouts for the local basketball team. And guess who's in my team? None other than Andy Loke. And that's how our great friendship kicked off. That's amazing. Oh. I didn't know you guys met like that because I, I just would assume it was going to be high school. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's speaking so, of round. Oh, just sorry, Dan. Before what do, what was the biggest sport in the round robin days? Do you reckon? I, I I'll go first, and it's got to be rounders. Um, yes. Played rounders at Tempestow Valley Primary School, and that was huge. Yeah, yeah. Rounders is a great game, and and being a teacher myself, I've played rounders with my students plenty of times. It's just an easy game, and the kids love it. Yeah, another great sport that was in um, sports round robins was I don't know if this was in it, but it, it, was this just Doncaster? But speedball. Do you guys remember oh, speedball? Yeah. What a sport! It was like gay. It was like a cross between Gaelic and AFL and soccer. And Doncaster Secondary has beautiful sport facilities these days. Um, but back when we were there, the the oval was was known to have quite a few few ditches in it. So it was speedball, and it was risky. Yeah, uh, we'll just we'll just clarify that the oval was actually a rectangle. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, oh, that's right. Now, Steve, just going back, you mentioned that in Money Heist, the characters had great names. Do you just want to yeah. tell the Tell the audience what you mean by great names and give us a bit of um, insight into that. So each character is named because they're going undercover for a money heist. They get they have a code name and it's a city. And it got me thinking, what would a great code name of a city be for you? And what are your favourite cities 
that just sound great. Well, just before we get into that, just want to give the audience a, um, some some um, examples of the characters in the show. All right, so we've got Tokyo, we've got Helsinki. Do you want do you want do you want like descriptions of the characters, or do you just want the names? <laughs> just the names for now. <laughs> Tokyo, Helsinki, Oslo, which is a great name. Uh, what else we got? Berlin. Yes. The professor's not a city, but it would be a good name for the for a city, <laughs> I reckon. What what country would the professor be if it was in a city? If it was in a country, I think he'd be. Um, well, he's quite neutral, so he'd. I reckon uh, he'd be a, a country in Switzerland. Uh, sorry, a city in Switzerland. So yeah. maybe Zurich. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, that's good. Have you given that some thought, Dane, or did that just pop in? <laughs> uh, popped into the head, mate, just then. So. Um, that's a beauty. That's why that's sometimes true. when you're recording a podcast, it's it's better not to plan too much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Have I missed anyone? Helsinki, Rio, um, Rio, Rio. How can I forget? Oh, and Denver. And Denver, Denver is a good one. So the two girls, yeah. so, uh, Tokyo, and who's the other girl? Nairobi. Nairobi. I forgot about her. Kenyan. She's not actually Kenyan. She's just it's Nairobi. Is that is that the capital of Kenya? It is. I was I was well actually done. gonna. Question you boys, if if I listed off those cities again, would you be able to tell me the, the countries that they are, they're from? Tokyo. Japan. Helsinki. Finland. Well done. Rio. De Brazil. Janeiro, Brazil. Denver. USA. You boys are pretty good. Oslo. Steve answered Oslo. all of those. Uh, Russia. Is that Finland as well? There's no way you're going to get that. Scotland. Uh, oh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Scotland. <laughs> oh, Steve. Tricked him with the accent. <laughs> what is it? Norway. Oh, Norway. <laughs> All right, so what would your name be, Stel? Let's get back on track here. Uh, okay, so I gave it some thought, and I think my city name would be Sorrento. Uh, coastal town in, in Victoria. Holds a lot of good memories for me. It's uh, in the song title uh, of one of my favourite Tina Arena songs. <laughs> uh, Got to go with Sorrento. What about you, Steve? It's a beautiful, beautiful name. Um, I've got a couple. I think there's a couple. Of, can I choose? It? I've chosen a couple. <laughs> All right. Here are my favourite city Have names. Have you got a couple? <laughs> How many has he got? Clarify <laughs> <laughs> again. I've got five. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle, I love that name. It's got a beautiful na- beautiful sound. Istanbul, beautiful sound. Tahiti, which is a country, but don't worry about that. <laughs> Nagasaki, I think anything j- Japanese sounds quite nice. And then my favourite, Fakatani. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be called Fakatani. What, what a what a we could go down name. an avenue there that we're not going to explore. <laughs> Oh, they're great, Steve. No, I didn't realise we could pick more than five, but uh, how about you, Dane? What I did you go yeah, with? Yeah, well, I would, you know, if Steve's taken the liberty to choose as many as he wants, I might just, Steve take, show. I might just take every uh, country and city in the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to, the one that came to me straight away, I liked how Steve's gone with the names that just sounded really nice and crisp and, and a bit different, exotic even. But yep. the one that came to mind for me was, was Dallas. Oh, I just yeah. I just like it maybe it, maybe because I've heard of the TV show Dallas, but I just like Texas as a state. Um, so Dallas was the one that came to mind. Rolls off the tongue, Dallas. 
So yeah. shall we go by our city names for at least this podcast? Give that a crack. Do you well, really want to call me Fakatani for the rest of the podcast? Is that what you're? Is that what we're going with for you? I like Seattle. Go with Seattle. All right. So can I? Seattle, Dallas, can I just specify, Seattle. Steve? Where is that city? Fakatani is in New Zealand. It was where the volcano was last year, actually. So it got a bit of notoriety when that volcano happened. And yeah, um, yeah great. Just uh, it's actually it's actually spelled W H A K A. T-A-N-E, but um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's the Maori pronunciation, Whakatane. Not that that's, ma- not that that's Maori or, or a good pronunciation, but that's how they say it. <laughs> well, so what are you, you're going Dallas, Seattle and Sorrento. I like it. I like it. All right. So that's the challenge for the rest of the podcast. To not refer to each other as our actual names and just refer to you as what was your name again? Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Can right, we get a so body battery, Reed? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll get a quick update. body battery. We're at um, we're at seventy five. Going, going good. Oh, I think that. Yeah, I think I think I'm feeling nice. good today. That's on the Strava. All right. Well, I think watch. I think we're we're getting off of a bit of a tangent. So let's steer this ship back on course. Now, with everything going on now, restrictions are easing. We're going to be out in public a bit more. You know, you might feel that you've been probably bumming around in the same tracksuit for the last 10 weeks or so, um, and your hair may have been a bit shaggy. I'm probably going, going to get another haircut to look fresh for those first few outings at the, at the pub when we can finally go and get a beer. So that brought to my attention that I know I've had bad hairdressing experience um, experiences over the, over the past. Um, how about you, um, Seattle? <laughs> Have you had any bad hairdressing experiences? Um, I have. I mean, I'm someone who quite likes. Stella's looking at Stella's giving us the "What about me?" because he had his hand up to go next. But um, <laughs> sorry, Stella, I was just pulling a Stell. <laughs> you mean a Sorrento? <laughs> Sorrento. Um, my worst experience is probably when they don't talk. The hairdresser. <laughs> Yes, uh, awkward I think silence. It, it's an awkward silence. It's just, uh, I, I can't stand it. I just need a little bit of chit-chat, even if it's just, just a little bit at the start. Is, is the responsibility on you to make the conversation or is it on the hairdresser because they're working there? Are they the ah. ones that should be starting the conversation? I feel like sometimes it falls onto us as the customer. If, if they're not talking at all, you, you've got to put something out there. Yeah, Definitely. That's probably the only thing I don't like about it. And, yeah, what about you, Dane? Is there anything? Yeah, I'm, I'm similar to you boys in that if it, if it is silent, I will start a conversation. Um, I feel like if you want a good haircut, you want to be able to feel comfortable talking to the hairdresser so that if they do something that you're not quite happy with or you feel like you want to ask them to do something extra, yep. you've already established that relationship, that rapport with them. Um, but... I'm just thinking about an experience I had not long ago. It was actually before your wedding, Steve. Um, I was in need of a bit of a touch-up on with the old hairdo. And I went into the hairdresser with the full intention of getting it short on the sides, a bit longer on top, but quite, yeah. a, quite a difference and change to what I had. So I went into the hairdresser and I sat down and um, the lady asked me what I wanted. So I explained that to her. I wanted a fade on the side. I didn't want too much hair gone from around the the crown area she just I could tell she had no idea 
what I was asking for. She made it seem like no one had ever got that haircut before and that it was going to be a massive deal. So I, I anticipated that it was going to turn into an absolute shocker and I was not going to walk out of the hairdresser satisfied. So I ended up just, I ended up just telling her to just trim it, just give it a neat enough and leave it pretty much the same shape and style it was, just neatened. Walked out quite unsatisfied, but I walked out with my hair instead of walking <laughs> out with some hairstyle which I did not go in there to, to get. Yeah. yeah, and they say the difference between a good and a bad haircut is two weeks, but what they don't say is how bad those two weeks can be when you've got to rock that hair until it grows out. <laughs> but I think for me, on a personal note, I have to take some of the responsibility for when I am not satisfied with the haircut because I've got a problem and it, I am not good at articulating what I want to the hairdresser or barber. I, I sort of go in with this idea in my head about what I'd like it to look like, but then when the words come out of my mouth, I'm just I'm not good at communicating what it is I want. So, so do you expect the barber to read your mind? Essentially, yeah. That's. Uh, just... <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I feel exactly the same way. I can look at photos. I can see see things on TV. I'm like, that's how I want my hair. Or I've got an image in my head. But yeah, I'm the same style. I can't. I can't articulate it. So I think that's the challenge, Steve. Oh, sorry. Um, Seattle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One down. You need to do a shot, Dane. It's Friday night drinks. Um, can I ask? Is there a difference between a barber and a hairdresser like is there a, is there a difference between those two i think aside from how they're spelt um <laughs> it's got to be that i think the barber deals with the short back and sides type of haircut and is involved in the clippers not yeah involved with using clippers and the hairdresser is more involved with using Scissors for longer hairstyles. What do you reckon, okay. Dane? Well, I you think have a shot still. <laughs> oh, I just said I just said his name as well. <laughs> uh, Go on. Yeah, we're going to be uh, quite quite intoxicated if we continue this. Um, oh. Well, I think originally a barber was primarily for men, so a barber shop is for men primarily, okay. and um, yeah, like you said, still probably. Just standard men's haircuts. I think they've evolved a bit more in recent times. So the distinct, uh, the the distinction between a, a hairdresser, a hairstylist, and a barber are kind of blending. Uh, I'd say a barber shop um, also deals with like beards, um, sh- you know, shaping, styling, styling the hair as well for men. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the barber because the barber kind of, especially the barbers in Melbourne now, you know, you can go in, you can get a coffee, you can get a beer with your haircut. They're generally quite um, aesthetically pleasing venues. It's an experience. It's an experience, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Moving into the hairdressing domain a little bit more, it's becoming, it's it's not just about going in and getting a 10, 15 minute haircut it's it's yeah like you said you got the coffee although there are some some hairdressers and barbers out there that still offer that 10 to 15 minute experience even though that's not what you might be wanting i know you guys may have had that experience at a 
a venue in the east. Yeah, I. Where's that? Whereabouts is that? Oh, look, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but apparently there was a venue in the eastern suburbs around Eastland. <laughs> yeah, I, I can uh, I can vouch for that, Stel. Oh, <laughs> Sorrento. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to do a bit of editing here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I went to a to a, an establishment in uh, in Eastland. Walked in, and I was literally I was sitting there for ten maximum fifteen minutes. The barber didn't talk to me, um, charged me $35, $40 for the experience. And I got home and I had stray hairs everywhere. So needless to say, I'm pretty sure I got on the blower to you boys and said, I'm not going back there again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've always had, uh, for, for I reckon, I reckon 20, 25 years of my life, I went to a hairdresser who was a friend, a family friend. And yeah, she was great. Um, but once I moved out... Then I started going to a barber and sort of trialing a few different places and with mixed results, some were good, some were bad, but I've, I've ended up going to a local place now, which is a hairdresser, um, but starting to really get a bit of more chit chat and start to know each of the people and start, you, you actually, it's actually so much better when you can have a bit of chit chat with them and, and yeah. have a relationship with them. Cause as you said, Dane, you can have that you can have that honest conversation and say, oh, no, it's looking a bit, it's, I still want a little bit more off. Yeah, definitely. And I've found a place in, in Croydon. We'll uh, give a shout-out to Barber Master in Croydon, which is on Hewish Road. So if you're listening, need a haircut there, it's a great experience there. Um, nice. The, the lady that I see there, I've seen her two or three times now, and we have a great conversation. We're on a similar wavelength. She's just a real positive, uplifted person. And... She works with you to create the hairstyle you want. She's happy to trial things, you know. If, she, yeah. if you're not happy, she'll cut a bit more off. She'll, she's happy for you to change your mind mid-haircut because she yeah. wants the best for you. So that's, that's I'm going to keep going back there because of that experience, because of the relationship and the rapport that we've built with each other. If it ain't broke, uh, don't fix it. But did you say that one was in Croydon, Dane? It is. That's right near um, one of my favourite cities in Melbourne and that being Warrandyte. I know we were talking about cities before, but I was just curious about if you guys had any favourite cities or favourite places around the world. Well, I think calling Warrandyte a city is probably a bit of a bit a bit of a stretch. It's probably 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 a suburb, but um suburb town. town, it town. It's, it's one of my favourites. Around. It is beautiful. It is a beauty, particularly first thing in the morning on a winter's morning. I just love it. You're going to be running around uh, the, the river there tomorrow morning, aren't you, um, yes. Sereno? Yes, yes. Eight o'clock, meeting at Now and Not Yet or Now and Not Then Cafe, and we're going to try and do a seven to eight, eight K run if when, you guys are keen to join. When are you going to be there? Now or not yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but it's definitely one of one of my favourite suburbs. Sorry, uh, uh, Seattle. Um, yeah, what what are some of yours? Um, probably for me, couple in America, New York and San Diego. Uh, definitely a couple of my favourites. Nashville is also another one of mine, and I mean, Australia's got some incredible cities as well. Um, Sydney, uh, Perth, and I like Cairns as well. And also, yeah, probably, I mean, the whole of east of Australia. I mean, you did a trip, Dane, along the coast of Australia, and I mean, there's so many good spots along 
Oh, there's plenty. East Coast of Australia. Plenty. But once again, we give Steve a simple question, simple (laughs) criteria, what are a couple of your favourite cities, and he lists all the cities he can think of. (laughs) Can we just do two separate episodes? We'll do one for the the city names that he wants to be called, and we'll do another one for just his favourite cities. Sorry, guys, I can't choose. I love it. I love everything. (laughs) What about you, Dallas? Oh, you got it. Okay. Um... Well, in Europe, I really, really enjoyed um, my time in Switzerland. And I think that the city that I was there was, um, oh, what was it called? Zurich? It was just outside of Zurich. So it was beautiful. I loved, I loved that. I also liked uh, Munich in, in Germany. It's a great and, name as well. Oh, it's great. And uh, Queenstown in New Zealand yep. is, is a pretty awesome place as well. Another place you went in Europe that um, has a great name. It's one of my. It's one of my cities that sound great. San Sebastian. It just sounds great. Oh. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, um, Seattle. Because I was. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. I spent. I booked to spend f- three days in uh, in San Sebastian with one of our good friends, uh, Mitch. We stayed there for, I think it was 12 or 13 days in the end. We just kept extending it because we loved it so much. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's where the professor is from in uh, Money Heist. He is from San Sebastian. The actor or the, the, the character? The character. The character. Okay. Don't give too much away. I know you guys are ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> what about well, you? We... What about you, Sorrento? Uh, okay. So I reckon favorite sounding cities... Uh, I think there's one in America called Dogtown. Uh, I thought that was a cool sounding city. And also, well, this is an ancient city, so it doesn't really count. But I think Olympus is a pretty Mm. cool sounding city. Yes, Um, that's awesome. In terms of ones that I've been to, I'd have to say in Australia, Torquay, Warrandyte, Warburton, all just really nice parts parts of Australia in terms of places I've been. Overseas, the two that I chose were New York, um, Manhattan um, in particular, and there's a, a city in Cyprus called uh, Bevolia, which is uh, where my, my grandma's family comes from. And that was, um, yeah, one of my favourite cities that I've been to, I reckon. Yeah. I like uh, how you referred to the ancient city of Olympus. And one that came to mind was uh, Babylon. I just like the sound oh, of that. Oh, that's a good one. And the Hanging yes, Gardens right. of Babylon. That's, that's a great. That's, yeah, that's that's a song, isn't it? You were sharing with us a couple of couple of months ago, Dane. Great song, Babylon. Yeah. Is it is it called Babylon? Babylon by David Gray. Oh, I, I can go months or years without hearing that song, and then and then when I hear it, it just it's so emotional. It's just you can you can picture what's going on. It's just so vivid. How good's the um? How good's the song in Money Heist? The uh, Bella yes. Chow song, <laughs> Bella <laughs> Chow, and I won't sing it because no, it's give a, us a rendition. Chow, chow, chow. No, I still can do it. And um, <laughs> I was thinking, what is like? Are there any songs that you guys know that always get stuck in your head? Because I've had the last probably I don't know couple of days just singing that in my head, and I've actually had to play it. And I don't know. There's always they always say that you if you play the song. It'll get out of your head, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Is there psychology behind that? I I think you have to play it over like numerous times to to kind of just get over it, like yeah. so that you're no longer enjoying it as much. So it's not 
stuck in your head. But yeah. um, yeah, that that Bella Chow song is classic, and I love how through Money Heist is they use the same songs, but they play them at different in different yeah in different ways, and it, it adds a new um, dimension to it. So yeah. D- depending yeah. on the the tempo of the show, the tempo of the song changes. Yeah. So that you know, with that Bella Chow song, sometimes it's really upbeat, and then sometimes it's really slow and somber. Um, yeah, it's it's great because you automatically recognise the song, but it's in a different tone or pitch. It's I think that just speaks to the power of of music, and because the lyrics are word for word exactly the same, but like you said, all those things are different. It just it changes how I feel while I'm hearing the song as well. It's it's amazing. Um, you could also say gets me in the feels. Uh, is it, have you guys got one or two songs just off the top of your head? Um, I know this isn't on the running sheet, but that just get you in the feels. Like just doesn't matter how long it's been since you've heard them last or where you might be, just it'll come on and it just it just gets you. Yeah, uh, just one that came to, um, to my mind just then is uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's a great song. It just came to my head then. So if it came to my head in response to that question, I'm guessing that's one of them. It's so funny you said Bruce Springsteen because I was going to say Dancing in the Dark. Whenever, oh, like, I'll, I'll go months, I'll go with months or years without hearing that and then I'll hear it again and I'll go, what a banger. And was that song just released as like a pop song like on top of the album? I've, I've heard that it's just been like, it was just released. They did, they wanted a song to be like a radio song just to like get the album out there. I'm not sure if that's true, Dane or Stell, but uh, yeah, great song. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but um, now something, just a bit of trivia for you, um, that song, the video clip for that song, Bruce is uh, up, up on the stage dancing and he actually pulls out of the audience a young Courtney Cox, um, who we all know from Friends, oh, and yeah, dances yeah. with her on stage. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. So yeah. a bit of trivia for you. But um yeah. Bruce has a good knack of getting you in the feels. I reckon there's a few songs that the other one on fire. It just gets me in the feels whenever I hear that song for sure. So ah. something about his voice, but I think it's also just his delivery, you really feel like he's delivering it from the heart. I don't know. I don't mean to get too uh in into the emotions, but yeah. If- if you want to, um, I think I've recommended this movie to you before, boys, but uh, oh, now it's, uh, it's it's called Blinded by the Light. And it's, Didn't I it's, recommend that? You may have watched it and recommended it to me, but yeah, possibly. Um, <laughs> but, the, but Blinded by the Light, it's got the um, Bruce Springsteen uh, does the, he's, it's his music. It's based on his music and it's, it get, as you said, Stel, it gets you in the feels. Because all these songs are highly emotional, they speak they speak right to the heart. So. Yeah, Jackson Brown for me is a is a huge like um, songwriter, and I love all all the songs that he's written, and they, they a lot of them get me in the feels because he's probably not re- renowned as one of the greatest you know musicians, but in terms of songwriting and um, yeah performing as well, he's probably yeah. No, Jackson Brown is great. Yeah. And it doesn't always come down to the perfect lyrics or the perfect song to get you in the feels. I reckon artists like Ed Sheeran, you know, he's got, and he frequently gets me in the feels with some of his lyrics, but it's, his voice isn't necessarily perfect. I don't know, Dane, if you can add to that, but um, 
also another another artist, Tom DeLong from Blink One Eight Two. Yep. So many of his songs in in number of his bands just just get me nostalgic or get me thinking about something and just right in the feels. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a big thing. It's not necessarily how good someone's voice is or the lyrics. I think the lyrics definitely play a, a big role. But yeah, if if a song speaks to you, it speaks to you. Like take Bob Dylan for example. You couldn't say that he had a great voice. But I love listening to Bob Dylan. I love his voice. Yeah. Because it's authentic. It's not touched up. That's it. Um, That's it. Like Dave Grohl, for example, from the Foo Fighters, um, he he makes it known and makes it you know very aware that he does not get any um, assistance when he's performing live because he loves that raw sound. So yeah. I think that's important, and I think as a listener, you can resonate with that raw sound because it it's authentic. Uh, it hasn't been perfected. As I think as humans, we strive for perfection, but we don't like it. Mm. Uh, we yeah, like seeing true. flaws and hearing flaws in other people. Yeah. No, now, I think we're coming to what Jackson Brown would refer to as the loadout <laughs> of the session. <laughs> Great reference. So we've got one more surprise for the listeners. Um so, uh, Seattle, do you want to give a bit of a rundown on how we're going to end today's show? So, we, we've done the last three weeks with challenges of advertisements, trying to advertise a product that is a common product, but um, trying to advertise it like it's never been used before. And this week, Stella's going to read a monologue of, not a monologue, a dialogue. What's well, that? It will be a monologue first time. it's monologue. just him. Is a monologue okay? Yeah. Is that, oh, is that good word? Good word. Come, come, good, come good, from good. come from the Greek word mono, which means myself, and logo, which means word. So my own word. Oh, perfect. My word. Well, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> of a great movie. Of a great movie. Uh, what's what's the what's the right word I'm looking for? <laughs> do you want Do you want some assistance, Steve? I thought you had this wrapped up or wrapped up. <laughs> I don't. I don't. All right. So we'll just we've chosen we've chosen a um, speech or a, you know a well-known uh, monologue. Monologue. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be a monologue <laughs> from a famous movie, um, which everyone should be familiar with, um, and that movie is The Lion King, which actually had recently a um, a remake um, in cinemas last year. Now we've asked Stell to. Uh, read a monologue with expression from The Lion King and it is the famous uh, Mufasa speech which happens at the very beginning of the movie. So, Stel, do you want to give us a bit of a lead into that or feel free to just get straight into it if you want? Yeah, no worries, Dallas, and call me Sorrento. Um, okay. <laughs> <Fine, sorry. laughs> All right, I will kick things off. It Just a bit of a, a precursor, it's the, the scene is when Mufasa is taking his son Simba out for a walk out into the grass and Simba's asking lots of questions. He's really curious, asking a lot about life and Mufasa sort of um, just puts together a bit of a speech to give Simba a bit of a lay of the land. Um, oh, good one. Oh, hey, hey. All right. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Look, Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. 
A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. Everything you see exists together in a delicate balance. As king, you need to understand that balance and respect all the creatures, from the crawling ant to the leaping antelope. When we die, our bodies become the grass and the antelope eat the grass. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. Cut. <laughs> great. Look out, James Earl Jones. <laughs> we found a new voice Who's that? actor. <laughs> <laughs> what a song. I mean, that gets you in the feels. In that the feels. Gets you in every the feels. time. Every time. <laughs> well, do we want to end on that, boys, and let the listeners listen to a bit of the Lion King soundtrack, and we will sign off for another week of the Lay of the Land. If I play any more of that, uh, we'll get removed from podcast studio, so <laughs> I'll cancel that off. Um, but, um, yeah, no, that was awesome, Stella. It sounded really good. Um, oh. Yeah, we'll have to find out what someone, one of us, Dane, is going to read out next week. Uh, a nice monologue from a great movie. Lion King's got to be one of the great movies. And that speech is one of the greatest. And how you ended this, um, Sorrento, with uh, the circle of life. That's what it all comes down to, isn't it? 100%, no doubt. My word. Episode 9. <laughs> episode 9. It's uh, episode Feeling 10. Feeling fine. Hitting double digits next week, guys. So it uh, should be good. DDV. DDV. <laughs> That's a side reference. We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Lay of the Land, and we look forward to seeing you guys on the next podcast. Enjoy your weekend, Thanks, boys. everyone. Cheers. Cheers, guys. See ya.